Pod Chef. Pod Chef. Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pie, y'all say chef, pie chef. You listening to Pie Chef? It's a podcast about Top Chef, and that's a broadcast. It's on TV, and you can watch it. They got 19 seasons, that's a lot, kid. But you can skip those. We do recaps about the whole show, not the food though, but the other stuff. Yeah. You're now listening to Pod Chef, the only official podcast about the TV show Top Chef, with your hosts Jamal, Brian, and Reeves. And I only said their first name. Cause I don't know everyone's last name And I'm trying to be polite Now enjoy the show Welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast I'm your host Jamal, with me is my co-host Who's always my co-host, even if he's not here He's still my co-host, Reeves, say hello What's up everyone? Got oh, another so good nice. one. God. It's so nice when my co-host is here. <laughs> and do you have your co-host here, Reeves? I do. I'm trying very hard not to interrupt anyone. <laughs> it's so hard for me. <laughs> but I do have my co-host here, Bri Bri, your boy, Bri Bri. You want to say hello to the people? Yes. Hello, everyone. I uh, hope everyone's doing fantastic. I don't know. This is, yeah. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You don't want to take that again? I mean, nope. This is, you know, this is the, I'm not going to lie to people and, and uh, have them think that I'm bringing more effort than I am or that I'm presenting myself other, other than who I am and what I do. Mm-hmm. And this is what I do. And mm-hmm. I'm sleepy and I'm mm-hmm. saying hello in a sleepy way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all the hosts are here when if all of us are here that means we probably have another great episode of pod chef for you and this time well, this this one's no different we've got quite the guest this time he's the chef and owner of alamar and sobre mesa in oakland california and was awarded the title of chefs to watch by plate magazine and named best chef by east bay express Please welcome to the show from season 18 of Portland of Top Chef, the Dominican Don himself, Nelson German. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's, it's uh, so great to be here with you all. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. We're su- super excited. And Brian is super awake now. Mm-hmm. No, it, now it's here. And when we first started, I was very sleepy, but now I'm awake mm-hmm. now. He's awake now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brian- I'm the same way. I was a little sleepy myself, too, so. I'm awake also. Oh, okay. So it's going around. Everyone's getting sleepy. (laughs) I think, yeah, people have this thing. I mean, I, lots of my friends are sleepy right now. And, you know, Mm -hmm. the CDC tried to tell me that it's uh, not really, you know, you might not get sleepy from your friends getting sleepy, but just to be safe, you know, your friends are sleepy. Don't go around them. Or if you're sleepy, don't go to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Y'all get sleepy like every night. Oh, like I, Mo- most nights, most nights I get real sleepy and I have to just like sleep real hard for a yeah. very long time, like eight hours or so. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If and I'm lucky. W- yeah. If you wake up, if you're lucky to get that, then you're like still kind of sleepy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, like, same for me. Same for chefs, man. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 So now we know it's going it's around. Good. It's, it's good thing. to know that chefs have the same experience yeah. as us yeah. non-chefs. Mm-hmm. Well, the, always... the funny the funny thing is when we do come home. 
we're so pumped of adrenaline, especially after a busy service. Oh, if yeah. you have a restaurant, you can't sleep right away. Mm-hmm. Like even as even we're working sixteen hour days and we're tired, we just we need to unwind. We need to sit down, watch TV, just be a little normal instead of being in the kitchen. You know, uh, what do you do? To food. Me, definitely TV. Try to catch up on anything. Um, Forty one now, so definitely got to watch the news. I'm a little old. <laughs> I'm a little mm-hmm. older. But uh, try to watch some show just to feel a little normal, you know, eat something and then just put my feet up and just kind of reminisce about the day. After you've spent a night being a chef and cooking and you get home and you're hungry, do you go near the stove? Uh, depends. There, There's certain nights we do. Uh, most nights, no. Most nights we're at the toaster or the microwave. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that's s- great. I love that. So do you save <laughs> money on your house as a chef? Because you're like, I got a stove at work. I don't need it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just need a toaster oven or something quick at home. <laughs> One of the few people that can walk under your microwave because yeah. there's no stove there. <laughs> it's open space. Yeah, it's it's uh maybe once or twice a week, maybe get in the stove and cook something. But, you know, other than that, something quick. Well, hopefully the wife has something good for you know ah, already good yes. for me. We all know that we're all we're all married on the show. We all yeah. We all know how that goes. Uh, so I have real, a quick uh, a quick follow up question. Uh, since Reeves mentioned or no, you you mentioned using things at the at the kitchen, not having to use things at your own house. You ever wash your clothes in the big industrial that van that comes and picks up napkins? You ever toss <laughs> your clothes in there? <laughs> No, unfortunately not. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe something to consider. Just wondering. Yeah. Uh, they got a little extra space in that load. You sure. know, it's, you go to the laundry mat, someone only has half a load. You're like, listen, I'm hey, throw in some clothes in this. We can save some money here. Yeah. For sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, Nelson, um, real question now. What was your experience like being on the bubble season of Top Chef? Like in the beginning, you, you I mean, you get there and you have to almost out of the gate, just start cooking with people you don't know. What was that like? Oh, man, that was it was a trip. Um, one, the, the biggest positive is just that you feel in awe when you walk into that kitchen. You know, you see the big Top Chef sign and then you're just kind of looking at Padma just standing there. Uh, looking beautiful, of course, mm-hmm. like always. Mm-hmm. And you got butterflies in your stomach. Um, and just like walk looking around saying saying to yourself, Wow, this is surreal. This is this is happening. You know, because you you're the process is pretty long to get there. Um, and we because of COVID, we had to wait a while. We had a quarantine, you know, kind of like be in real bubble um yeah. <laughs> in a room and just kind of wait and wait and get nervous about things, but you walk in there and you just get is just in awe of the of the production and just a big sign and just like finally being there. Uh so it was a crazy moment. And then when everything starts, it's it's just chaos from there. But uh but always thinking about, you know, been watching the show since the beginning and to finally be on there, um, it was like pinching yourself and you know, great crazy feelings, crazy feelings. Brian. Reeves. I don't want to interrupt if you have a, a question. Um, do you ever think the judges aren't hungry anymore when they're when you serve them <laughs> food in the elimination challenge? You think sometimes they're just like, I'm not hungry anymore. I'm not going to eat this. Yeah. Remember, especially at the beginning, there's 15 of us. So mm-hmm. they're eating 15 dishes. 
and uh, they can by the last few they can be already too full, um, mm-hmm. especially if everything's so delicious beforehand. Uh, if not, then you know they'll be hungry at the end. But there's instances in our season where they were definitely getting full at the end, and you'll see them take one bite. They're not trying to be you know uh, <laughs> bad about it. It's just like they're they're fooling <laughs> up, man. Yeah. Do you- do you believe them when they tell you that they will judge you fairly, even though they are super hungry? Because I've seen episodes where you see Tom and he walks up and it's maybe like the second or second to third last dish early on in the season. So it's like 12 people and he's holding his stomach and you just hear him go like, <laughs> what did you prepare for me today? And you're like, oh, this is a, I did a really fatty piece of like me. It's, you know, I did like a you know, pork belly with all this stuff. And he's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then do you believe him when he takes a bite of that? And he goes, oh, I didn't like it because it tasted bad, not because he's going to throw up? Uh, not much with Tom. I think he he's he can really play it off really great. Uh, mm. Padma, you can kind of see when she's getting full. You know, she starts doing this, like, little leaning forward. <laughs> she'll, she'll move her hair to the side. Oh. She's kinda, you know, uh, you can kind of tell a little bit. If you if you watch back, uh, especially during the quick fires when there's a uh, majority of us, you can kind of see when she's filling up. Um, but the editing is amazing. You know, you guys know Top Chef has been editing for years. But again, she'll lean forward a little bit, move her hair to the side. Uh, that's when you know she's she's getting a little full. Oh, we're getting the inside stuff here. The telltale <laughs> signs. I want to play poker with Padma and see if she moves her hair over. I'm like, she's got a full house. <laughs> so you mentioned um, Tom. So we have to discuss something because Tom's been traveling around the world a little bit. And mm-hmm. um, he writes to us because he's the reason we started doing this podcast. He told us we need to do an entire accounting of all the Top Chef seasons. And so nice. sometimes he writes to us, and right now he's been writing us uh, pages from his travel journal while he's been on travels. <laughs> and um, Brian, I believe you have a piece of his journal this week, I, right? I do, yeah. yeah. Tom asked me to read uh, Day 19. Oh, good. Um, I, apolo- I apologize. This is long. <laughs> <laughs> but again, Tom... Tom wrote this. So I'm apologizing yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. And I was there for this. 19. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. Let me <sighs> really settle in for this. Do you need to warm up a little bit? Um, like your vocal uh, You need to wake yeah. up. Yeah. Let me do um, uh, uh, scallop. Scallopini scallops. Scallopini. Scallopini. All right. I'm good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Day 19, and then quotations, it says, using the whole buffalo. It's times like these that I'm reminded of the Native American ideal of using the whole buffalo, which was taught to me by the lovely indigenous people we met while filming in Portland. In its literal sense, it means to utilize every part of the animal you killed to honor its life. The flesh for nourishment, bones for tools, skin for clothing, etc. In a broader sense, it's a reminder to us that we should do our best to live without waste and make the most of what we have at our disposal. So here I sit on day 19 of my walkabout, weeks removed from upscale French cuisine of rich sauces and perfectly cooked proteins, homely peasant meals from recipes passed down from generation to generation, and single perfect bites that explode with flavor and ingenuity. As my stomach rumbles with hunger, my eyes wander in the direction of Reeves, (laughs) using the whole buffalo. Oh no. His flesh, of course, would be separated by cut and flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Render his body fat and fatty internal organs, such as his liver, for frying the meat for the life-saving calories. 
Obviously. His bones would remain as they are within his body, in a human skeletal form. I'd prop it up outside my tent to scare away bears and other creatures that <laughs> wish to disturb my slumber. His skin, new leather bag to give to Padma when I get home. Miles of intestines, rope swing into the lake to make a big splash. His brain eaten raw to absorb his knowledge, <laughs> skills, and memories. His hair, put it on a lizard to make it look like a dog. <laughs> and lastly, his heart is the one thing I'm not sure how to utilize properly. On the one hand, I could put it in a glass case and admire it until it's time to return it to his family. Or I could plant it in the ground to grow another Reebs. <laughs> using the whole buffalo. And that's the end. Wow. Interesting. Wow, yeah. That's all right. It's more of the artistic side of Tom, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is really lovely yeah. to hear. I mean, I didn't, the subject matter was a little disturbing to me that he was thinking about, I mean, eating me and destroying me, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but consuming all the parts. Mm-hmm. At least so you wouldn't nice. go to waste, you know? Yeah. That's big right. skeleton. That Those are very big right now. Yeah. Or they were at least. Mm-hmm. A month ago. Yes. Yeah. No, right. yeah, uh-huh, 12 foot. <laughs> yeah, yes, we're all, exactly. We're all Hard there. to find. We're all there. Yeah, we're all there now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, speaking of skeleton, um, and this is actually a great segue. So I recently had knee surgery. We'll oh, we're moving on? Not gonna have, oh, no follow-up questions or anything? Well, <laughs> okay. All right. Nope. Well, there's nothing to follow up on that. Well, I mean, let's for itself. Nelson, do you have any thoughts on that journal entry from Tom on his walkabout <laughs> that he had earlier this year with me? It's a very beautiful, poetic Got a walkthrough <laughs> and message from Tom. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, uh, you know, very kind of artistic way of uh, cutting down a buffalo and mm-hmm. then just seeing everything. So, you know, it was, it was cool to hear from, from yeah. a guy who, who owns a thousand restaurants in New York City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Sure. yeah. It feels really nice when someone compliments Tom's hard work on that. You know, he really took the time to like write it out and make it sound great. Right. So it's really nice to hear. I'm sure Tom really loved oh, hearing. That's what you wanted. You wanted us to thank Tom for the hard work he spent on. Writing. I'm sure he okay. spent a lot. I thought she probably thought it was very clever, mm-hmm. um, maybe funny, but also okay. beautiful and intelligent, yeah. um, thoughtful, Ooh. deep. Well, let's not go too crazy with the compliments on that. But it was definitely more. I enjoyed it. I think that's I like that slow build of things. Very artistic and a nice yeah. turn. So I enjoyed yeah. it. Yesterday when we did a recording, we did day one hundred and I gotta say, day nineteen was better. Now that's a compliment. Wow. That's a big nice. one. Yeah. That's a compliment. Nice. Well, you gotta think if Tom's been out in the bush for a hundred at that point, the pen Yeah. The pen's one of the first things to go when you're out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're and hungry. Then, and then Bro. your mind goes. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> It's pen, then mind. Mm-hmm. Then heart, then soul. Yeah, yeah. And then ability to swim. Uh, so I was saying, I recently had knee surgery, and we're going to talk about some knee stuff. But oh, good old knees. In talking about the, we were talking about skeleton, at my physical therapy, they had a skeleton um, set up on one of the physical therapy um, <laughs> booths, and a guy came in, and he said this, he said, Oh man, I hope I'm not here as long as that guy over there. That's a good joke. <laughs> no one, no one heard him, but me. And he said, he said it again. He yes, said, yeah, yes. yeah. As long as I'm not waiting as long as this guy over here, huh? And, I, and no one heard him a second time. And then when the uh, physical therapist came back, he was like, "All right, let's move over here." And he's like, 
yeah, I hope I'm moving along, Pesha. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then he finally got the laugh that he was looking for. What um, did you give him? Because you heard I, him yeah, twice. I gave him nothing. Oh, wow. Come on. Just give him I a gave little him something. Yeah. I said, if he perseveres, he'll get that chuckle. And he got it. <laughs> he got it. Well, that's what comedy is. You just keep yeah. saying the same joke just over and over again until it. someone uh, finds it funny. You started pointing at it. He's like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a skeleton. <laughs> it's like, you are crushing, dude. Well, hopefully hopefully he's listening to this episode and he'll, he, he'll hear you laugh about it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm telling everyone at the physical therapy. Uh, you know I run a Top Chef podcast, right? Uh, you should give it a listen. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. let's talk knee injuries real quick. You had a knee injury on the, on in the season. Famously. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Famously knee injury. Um, how much did it compromise you? Oh, man. It's a lot. It was a very scary moment. You know, remember it was I tweaked my knees during the orchard. Uh, literally, there was holes everywhere. They were harvesting and, and oh, no wow. one told us anything. So, you know, we're hustling. The cameras all around us. Uh, we're just looking up for damn apples and pears. Um, even though I look back now, I'm like, what the f- why, why, why was I running? Just <laughs> walk the damn tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where the trees running from? <laughs> but we got to make it look for TV, you know. Yeah, like, it's just hustle and bustle. But uh, yeah, I was hitting a couple holes. We're running in our in our Crocs, um, our kitchen shoes. So you know. We're not running as as smoothly as we can <laughs> with other shoes, but uh, hit a couple holes, tweaked it. But you know, adrenaline's pumping in, so we're not feeling so much pain until the day starts going by. Yeah. Uh, we're getting stung by bees. It's windy uh, in a beautiful setting, by the way. It was, it was gorgeous. Yep. Um, but then the more challenges I did because I lasted longer. Thank God, because that that episode was really scary. Um, almost got eliminated. But uh, just got worse and worse because, you know, it, it's a grind from there. There's mm-hmm. quick fires, next challenges. Uh, you're always on your feet for long hours. Um, like the filming takes a long time. Like you guys only see, what, 30 minutes to an hour of it Yeah. on TV. It takes full days almost, man. Yeah. Uh, so it's a grind on our bodies. And um, so what really happened was I was losing cartilage in my knees. Oh, the more I lasted. Uh, yeah. I had no cartilage by the end. Uh, when I did get eliminated, uh, you know, we had a, a chance to get back on the show, Last Chance Kitchen. But the next day, I literally couldn't get up. Mm. Like, it was the most painful thing I ever felt. And I've felt a lot of pain. I literally couldn't walk. I couldn't bend my knees. It was so, so painful. Um, I had to be in a wheelchair for a month. <sighs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it. people got a glimpse of it on Last Chance Kitchen while I was kind of being rolled out. In a wheelchair, <laughs> looking all sad, but uh, it, it was for a whole month. I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't. I literally couldn't walk. Even even sleeping was so painful. Yeah, like, it was it was absolutely insane. Uh, but luckily, it was just cartilage. It wasn't a ligament. I think if I would have had a ligament, definitely would have needed surgery. Um, it healed on its own, but it was a scary moment, man. It was like for the first time thinking about my career even more than normal, and just kind of thinking about actually thinking about more than my career. Think about family, my businesses. It was like if I couldn't walk, it could be all over, man. But you had, uh, to, en- you had to endure that while being in the bubble. Like, yeah. So you're being wheeled oh, yeah. around, but then you're just back. What in the hotel where they keep you yeah. by yourself for a month? And you oh, can't yeah. really get around. Like God, that sounds miserable. Oh yeah, just crying in my room and like crying, trying to, 
you know, heal up as much as I can so I get back in it, but I just, I literally couldn't walk. I'm glad you're brave enough to say that because now it makes me feel brave enough to say that I also <laughs> cried during my surgery and <laughs> I was crying for a month because I couldn't walk. Yeah. And it everything is saying is true. One of the things that is a big thing is like, so I had my ligament as well oh, um, man. repaired and sleeping is a pain when you can't straighten right? your leg out. Right. And then your legs want to stretch. Yeah. And like that is painful too. Oh yeah. It's that... like stuff you don't think about that's like every day you take for granted. But man, when you have a ligament that's not ready to stretch and you or your knee oh, yeah. doesn't want to straighten out, whoof. Or you have to go to aware of it. Or you have to go to the bathroom, like it's uh, you're in a wheelchair, you're you have to crying. get up. Oh brother. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of <laughs> a lot of bad memories, man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I've seen that they make a wheelchair that has a potty built in. You ever think about doing that one? I wish they would have gave me that, okay. <laughs> the top chef. But yeah. <laughs> they gave me a you know old school, old fashioned wheelchair. They couldn't s- s- get you a Kenmore potty built in <laughs> yeah. friggin' wheelchair. Come on, come on, yeah. come on TC con- remote control like that would be nice. <laughs> Could you talk to your family then when you were like uh, like ho- like hold up? Are you guys allowed to talk to people even? No, no. even though, like a special oh. circumstance, you can't be like, "Hey, I'm hurt, but I'm okay." You just gotta be like, "Nah, I'm just by myself." Yeah, kind of. They'll give you a little like five minutes or so, but you're yeah. always getting filmed, just you know, making sure you're not giving away <laughs> what's going on. So then the jailer oh. takes you back to your room. Oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, brother. Wow. Oh, so you had to like call and you had to be like, Yeah, I'm still competing, doing really well. My knee is fine. I've not been eliminated yet. I'm doing great. And just like lie, basically. <laughs> kind of, kind of. Wow. Yeah, you Damn. can't mention anything on the show, just you know. And that, that was the hardest thing, guys. Like we that that was 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 crazy about our season, but also so special and why we really connected um, and we're there for each other a lot. And it, that was genuine. It wasn't acting. It's just the fact that we're so down. You know, we don't know if our businesses are are still open. Yeah. Um, some of us lost our businesses. People dying around us. There's protesting going on downstairs. It's Portland, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's fires, too. The fires are even crazier than California and Oregon. Um, there's just so much negativity coming around us and we're just like stuck in these room by ourselves due to COVID. We couldn't be in a house together like, you know, other past seasons, but it's like, we had nothing around except thinking that, you know, we're on top chef, but what is going on in the outside world? We don't know what we're coming back to. We don't know how our families are. If anybody is sick and, you know, God forbid in the hospital, um, there was so much going on and our creative juices are definitely on the lower side. But uh, we came through, and we need, we really needed each other um, to lift each other up, and that's what that's what happened, man. It so makes sense. People, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go go, Brian. I was gonna say people complained about like it being, you know, not really being, and the show doesn't do a lot of drama so much anymore. But it being like a very like happy season. But when you explain what's like going on, like why would you be, you know, why would you want to be upset and big fighting with your with people yeah. around you when it's like this is like support? And you guys are just yeah. happy to be here together and just like lucky in the situation. That totally makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. And all of us were coming from different backgrounds and, you know, so many different cultures. Like it was it was special. A lot of people enjoyed it. You know, we got named Time Magazine top 50 most influential reality show seasons um, ever from every reality show out there. So it was a great season. Hey, it influenced us. Thank you. We we covered it live as it was happening. (laughs) Nice. Um, Nice. Let's do another segment. Let's do Chefs I Prepared for You. This is a segment where we talk about what we had for dinner last night. And we present it as if we presented it to the judges on Top Chef. There will be a winner. Usually, It's probably going to be you, Nelson, but we're still going to go through the motion. Uh, I'll go first. 
chefs, I prepared for you a homemade pepperoni pizza again. I did the dough. I did. I this time I put it on a pizza crisper. This time instead of making it in a, a, a cast iron um, skillet, got the dough a little bit more uh, cooked on the bottom. Uh, used the tomato sauce again. There, they can see a picture of it. Looks Finished it pretty. with Parmesan on top. This is the third one. This is the best one so far. Nice. It's a beaut. Um, hmm. Use what that kind of cheese did you use again? So th- I used three types of Italian cheese. Um, what was the? It was still a pre-mixed blend. I didn't shave them all myself. I believe it was white cheddar, provolone, and mozzarella. I believe. Gotcha. It looks beautiful. You should be very proud of yourself. Yeah. It's very round. That yeah. too. That's I my have... problem when I do homemade pizzas. I can't. It looks more like oblong when I make. Mm-hmm. I can't seem to roll it out so it's even. When Yours I is had a round. pizza stone and now I use this pizza crisper, I mold the dough on the stone or crisper. I know you're probably not supposed to do that because the stone's supposed to be hot, but... I would take it out of the oven and put the dough on and mold it out as it's like slightly mm, cooking. Nice. It's a great technique, man. Oh, did you, you guys hear that? Wow. <laughs> I heard it. Man. All right. We've we all got some skills. Uh, there, we, there we go. There we go. Clip that. <laughs> Chefs, I prepare for you. I don't remember. <laughs> I can't. I really cannot remember <laughs> what I ate, if I cooked anything, if if I ate anything at all for dinner. I don't remember. Okay. And is this a symptom of the sleepy stuff that we were talking mm-hmm. about? That's mm-hmm. a very good point because I remember, I remember there was a space and time when I should be eating mm-hmm. and preparing for this segment. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, but I do remember sleeping after that. Okay. <laughs> so... So there's some connection there. Okay, so for you, we're putting fasting down. You fasted. There you go. You, there's a possibility. Yeah, I fasted. fasted. I really cannot remember at all. <laughs> I probably could text my wife and ask, but that's cheating. It seems yeah, like cheating. That's cheating. To me, yes. that's cheating. Mm-hmm. Brian, what'd you have? Uh, chefs, last night I procured prep cured mm. for you. Uh, one of them Trader Joe's frozen uh, pasta bags. <laughs> really, really kind of the, you know, uh, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was like a gnocchi thing, and uh, you know, and here's and here's my gripe with that is that the bag itself says that it's a three serving bag. Yeah. And I don't know who's eating. And you're like, who's the, I hate that too. I'm like, who is the serving? Be for? real with me. Right. I'm eating this whole bag. Yeah. I mean, and does it taste good? Sort of. <laughs> does it have a slight tint of being watered down? Sort of. Yeah. Does it, yeah. is it food? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Technically. Did I, all the boxes. I mean, did it take four minutes? Yeah. Is it one of the few? <laughs> is it one of the few things that takes less time to cook than it does to eat? Yeah, it does, yeah. and that's what makes it good. Because <laughs> normally cooking is this long, drawn out thing, and you know, Nelson, love you for it. Co- chefs, we love you. And then I eat it, and it takes me forty five seconds. 
<laughs> and um, well, so you, this was nice. You just kind of like put it back in the bag and then just shake it right into your mouth. I do right? like the bottom of the chips with everything yeah. that I eat. Yeah, uh, I put it. And I've stopped using plates and bowls, and I put everything in a bag. Mm-hmm. And then I tilt it. And I tilt my head back, and I just let it all go down. Yeah, and it's easy with pastas. It's harder with chicken bones. Yeah, you gotta stop doing that. That's gonna make you so sick. Damn. I'll learn my lesson one day. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Chef Nelson, what'd you have last night? All right, so chefs, I present to you a beautiful fennel sausage ravioli <sighs> with a brown butter chicken sauce, chicken Jew tomato sauce. <sighs> And a beautiful dust of uh, Dominican seasoning with oregano, achiote, and uh, thyme. Okay. (sighs) So here I was thinking I was doing some shit by (laughs) making a pizza. And that didn't come from a bag, right? You're saying that it didn't come from a bag? What Trader Joe's aisle was that on? Trader Joe's ravioli, yes. Okay. (laughs) The The sauce I made, which is surprising because I had a really long service. Um, and I was super tired. The wifey's out. She's in Paso Robles. Um, just me and my dog. And I started cooking. It was the weirdest thing. I know she's going to be mad at me because I was, she wasn't hearing me cooking for her. <laughs> we know you how get, it is. You get in trouble if you cook and she's not around. She's like, well, I wonder how long. I would love to have that. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Depends <laughs> on what I cook. <laughs> you know, because she, she's always making jokes. Her friends always saying how lucky she is to be married to a chef. You're probably getting five course, five star meals every night at home. Uh, maybe the first five years we're together, but after that, after that you're like, come to the restaurant. Exactly. <laughs> you want these meals? They're at the restaurant. Exactly. Or, or what are you cooking for me? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a chef. What are you cooking? Has she stepped her game? Like, how do you like, imagine being married to a, chef, a professional chef? I would be very conscious of what I served. You know, kind of, I'd I'd be yeah. afraid. At the beginning, she she has her go tos. There, my wife doesn't cook as much, but she has like six dishes that are absolutely fantastic that she makes uh, for me. So she has a nice little rotation. But uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, it's like just tells me bring food from the restaurant and yeah. call it a night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her friends and family are more nervous than she is when they <laughs> cook for me, which is the weirdest thing. But you know, I can understand it. But uh, but yeah, she she has these go tos are fantastic. Her lasagnas out of this world. Um, learned it from her Italian roommate in the past. Uh, chicken Ooh. enchiladas, delicious. Her Good Italian room. roommate. It wasn't Amanda Knox, was it? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> A real Italian roommate. Okay. <laughs> Brian just completely stone faced. I'm trying to remember who that was. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, I mean, Brian was like, I can't believe he mentioned her. Or Brian was trying to process who Amanda Knox is. It was like, is that the person who pretended to be someone else? The person who like murdered their friend? <laughs> like, which one was it? There's so many, right? The one that got murdered and like by the two. I don't know what's going on. It was on. an Italian scandal. That was the. When yeah. you go, when you have like friend, when you go to a friend's house to eat, um, do they are are they like? What do you think? Like, are they do, like? Oh, yeah. Do they want to have your honest opinion, or are they like? Don't tell me. Please just eat it and shut up. Don't say anything about this. No, they're, they're fucking staring at me while while I'm eating and stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, know, they're very conscious. You have little face movements. You're like, mm, like, what, yeah, you just, exactly. Did something wrong? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like kind of like we were, you know, when we're watching uh, the three judges cook, you know, eat our food. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, everyone gets so nervous. Even even like her her parents when they cook for me. I'm like I'm so low key, man. I, I I remember where I came from. I don't judge when I go out to eat or eat someone's food. As long as it's good, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I, I like a nice home cooked meal. It doesn't have to be fancy for me, but it, it's the funniest thing when they start sweating, just staring at you, <laughs> staring at me while I'm eating. It's kind of kind of makes me nervous, you know, because <laughs> I gotta say the right thing. But uh, but yeah, I just nod my head and tell them how how good it is, and they feel great. Um, even if something is not so great i still make it feel good that's yeah, nice free food yeah you know? i'm a nice guy man even though I'm from, new, I'm from new york and i'm dominican we could be a little feisty but i'm, <laughs> I'm the low-key nice guy <laughs> did we ask what part of new york you're from uh washington heights okay you guys, cool you guys know in the heights that's my it's my neighborhood well brian used to live in new york oh yeah i never lived that never lived in manhattan i was in a brooklyn guy but gotcha. i have friends who live in washington heights um yeah, in the heights, we like our coffee. Um, is there anything similar? Do you know how, like, a doctor, you can't get um, medical advice from a doctor? You could sue them. Is that something that chefs can do, too? Can someone be like, ask you for advice? You'd be like, I can't tell you. You sue me if you mess up the food. You know, you tell a doctor, if you say, like, hey, doctor, yeah. I got this rash. Like and he's like, I can't tell you anything. Like a lawyer. Lawyer's like, this is not um, legal advice. Yes. I'm not your lawyer. But if I were in your position, I'd do such and such and such. And then they well, do like, it. Like, yeah. Like, give me a dollar. Now I'm on retainer. Do you yeah. as a chef too? <laughs> you give no. me a dollar. Now I'm working for you. Now I can give you real advice. Yeah. Now I can tell you add salt or something. <laughs> like that. Yeah. No, maybe, maybe when we're younger and kind of more, you know, ambitious and kind of we're we're inexperienced. It's kind of like that. You know, we get cocky and stuff at the beginning of our careers, uh, just from watching TV and being around amazing chefs. But once you get older, man, and you've been in the business for so long. You just want to pass on knowledge. You know, it's, it's a cool thing. You feel good about letting people know, Let me try this, try that. But I'm, I'm the kind of guy, I, I always try to make people feel like they have to put their own twist on things. Like, even though I might give you an advice, but put your own twist, make it your own. That's what makes it special when you're cooking. You know, you're happier because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, I created this. You know, like, yeah, I got a little bit of advice, but this is my dish. Um, it's all about feeling good in the kitchen, man. The, the happier you are, the more you connect. Uh, the more things come out, more delicious, you know? Um, and that's 99% of the time. There's some people who you guys know can say their dish is the best thing in the world, but it can taste like mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing too good. At yeah. the end. <laughs> but, but most of the time, is, as long as you work, you're cooking happy, you're putting, say, happy thoughts in there, it's going to come out delicious. But did you, uh, feel, go ahead. did you feel like you could cook your food when you're on Top Chef? Yeah, man, it's funny because as you guys saw, a lot of us were doing kind of our own cultures into things. And for me, I told myself, I'm going to be on this big platform. I'm going to represent. We need representation. I'm going to cook Afro-Latino food. And I started doing that, especially first challenge. You know, I got plantains in the secret ingredient, which mm-hmm. is dope. Um, and then for the, the elimination challenge, I got the chucker. As you guys saw, I didn't know what the hell that was. But it's a small little bird, like a quail. Uh, fantastic, by the way. But I cooked something that I learned from my grandma. It was a, like a braised chicken, pollo guisado style. Um, and put like bitter orange and se- Dominican seasonings, let it braise for for hours. And it came out delicious. And I'm like, was so proud of it. Even the tostones on there, which is the green plantains. But I was like, this is the way to go. I got to cook this ton of food, even if I'm not so expansive on it because i've been doing other people's foods for years you know as chefs in order to be well known 
you have to cook more European-centric food. Now it's a little bit different. People want us to cook our own food and things that we want to do that represents us. Um, but I force myself, I'm just going to cook Afro-Latin food. This is the way I'm going to do it. Hopefully it's great. Uh, and you guys saw I was doing okay. But it's funny when you're in the thick of things and you're not hearing feedback, you're in the middle, it drives you nuts. Yeah. Like you don't know what's going on because, you know, we want feedback. Mm-hmm. It's kind of our thing. We, we Especially when you think you should be in the top three yeah. and you're not there, you're like, oh, my dish was bad. Maybe I shouldn't cook this way. But I was doing Afro-Latin food for the most part until that orchard challenge when I'm like in my head, I'm like, oh, man, I got to go back maybe to French, do something else. They're not liking my food. I need to be in the top three. I just want to I'm yearning to be there. And that got me in the bottom. And I went back to my thing and got redemption. And that's when I knew, like, I got to just cook this type of food. You know, let me at least coast through the middle if I can or be in the top. And then I can show out the end. Yeah, and that's one thing. When you're out of it, you start thinking back. Like it, it's it's a game. It's a marathon. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't realize that. So like, when you're in the middle like that, are you getting basically no feedback at all from the judges? No, no, wow, not at all. That's hard. Yeah, it, could, it drives you insane because you think like you know. And the funny thing, the first episode, you know, there was a lot of us that were in the middle, and you know, it was 15 of us, so only a few are out there, and Brittany. My beautiful sister, she, Brittany Anderson, she was driving us nuts inside the stew room because she was like, oh, no, I think this is a brand new year. It's a different show. We're, we're all in the bottom. This is this is a different twist. Because usually when you're in the, in the room and people are out to the judges, you're in the middle. Mm-hmm. But she was just like, oh, this is this is a twist. This can, we're, we're in the bottom. Everybody's <laughs> shitting the pants. <laughs> like, oh, no, this is, we're going to be in the bottom. And I'm like in my head, like, dude, I cooked a dish that I know is delicious. Like, I tasted it. I've done this plenty of times. This is a nod to my grandma. And I know this like type of food and seasoning. But then it's like just Brittany. And then everyone else started going crazy. Maria started crying. Yeah. Uh, Dawn is in her head. Like, <laughs> we're like looking around. Like, what the hell's going on? Like, maybe you are in the bottom. Like, <laughs> we don't know. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it drives me insane. But, like, looking back, like, if I go back, man, like, I wouldn't mind just coasting in the middle. Just cook good food that they, they enjoy. But even if it's not in the top three, when you get to the end, that's when you show out. Yeah. That's when you start taking risks. Mm-hmm. You know. So as a chef on the show, do you have recipes in your mind when you're like, oh, I don't want to pull this out right now. I don't want to. I want to save this. If I can get another week or two weeks, I'm going to bring this out then. <laughs> You do, yeah. But then you gotta sometimes you have to just pull it out if you, you know, are kinda not doing too well. Yeah. Um, but it, the hard thing was that because of the situation we're in, uh, we have all these ideas, we have all these recipes in our heads, but we're forgetting it because again, we don't know what the hell is going on yeah. with everything around us. Yeah. And with COVID too, because we had to wear masks all the time, we had to take COVID tests every day at five in the morning, which <sighs> is rough. Jeez. And the the nozzle's like this big, man. The swab, yeah. so that's that up was, in your nose. Like that was before crazy. they gave you the smaller one. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> you know, so it's like it, it's your so your creative juices are high at one point, and it starts going down because you're just like stuck in a room by yourself. You're tired. Yeah, you're thinking about it. You're not talking to your you know business partner or something. Yeah. Other you don't know what's going on, so you're just like going crazy in your head. Man, that's tough. Yeah, brother. But, you know, we made it through. We made it through and we, we made the best out of it. Um, 
and now we're we're better chefs for it. I'm definitely a better chef for it. So there's a the episode the Sumptown episode where you cooked on a tree stump. They sh- they left it in the show that you killed a spider. <laughs> Did Peter reach out to you and have a little talk mm-hmm. with you after the show, saying, "Hey, uh, the spider's a living thing." No, for, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, did they ignore the fact that you were cooking animals the whole time and get mad that you killed the spider? <laughs> yeah, like, they mad that you killed the spider live on TV. Mm-hmm. No, I think the majority of people were scared of spiders, so I think they were okay with it. And that was a big ass spider, man. Yeah. <laughs> did you consider cooking it, maybe because it was so big? Maybe we could add some flavor. Ooh, maybe spider. I should have. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't know, umami or something. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does I think umami is? I'm not gonna say it's not a real flavor. It is a real flavor, but it seems like it seems like a term that they use when it's like something that's like not like a real flavor. It's like je ne sais quoi yeah. flavor. Yeah. yeah, there's spider in there for umami. It's like just because you taste like spiders in there now. Yeah, that's the umami part. Mushrooms, yeah, umami. The, the word umami came out of nowhere, right? Like we we had yeah. flavor profiles, but you know now we we use it all over the place. Yeah, for us is more umami is like. Like you're saying, it's that kind of distinct, unknown flavor that just comes out of nowhere that has a blend of like, it could be sweet, salty at the same time, or, you know, bitter or whatever. And that's umami. So it's really anything. Anything that's like different. Basically. Basically. I'm trying to remember in the. in the drive-through episode, in the not drive-through, the drive-in episode. Do you remember what your genre was? The sci-fi, sci-fi. Okay. Did yeah. you guys get to see the little Padma vignettes? We did. So okay. we, we did it at the end after we cooked. We okay. Saw, okay. You guys okay. saw us kind of standing around by each other. Uh, mm-hmm. We were watching the big vignettes on the big screen. Okay. Did Did you get to see? the the judges decide who would sit in whose car because it seemed like there was it seemed like some people were like i'm not gonna sit with so and so if i remember correctly we made a big deal that it seemed like was gail in the car with tom was that what it was and they kind of seemed like they didn't enjoy he was in the car that with blaze, no, was the car with blaze yeah that's yeah. right yeah and yeah. we were saying that like they didn't want to be they were like separating each other intentionally like i don't want to yeah. sit with blaze yeah <laughs> tom no, was in the car with padma yeah tom was with padma no, we didn't get to see that. It was they just came out of nowhere. We're in our heads cooking, and then we see all these big SUVs just coming our way. Yeah, you know? These big BMWs for the <laughs> yeah. commercial spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some nice cars, by the way. We got to drive those. Those oh, were ooh, nice. It had a, it had a massage ooh, option, which is on crazy. The seats. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was insane. No wonder they did the drive-through episode. <laughs> they were just right? getting massaged and getting food delivered to them. <laughs> I know the, the game the they're playing rain too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, another question: um, What is something now that you've gone through it? You're on the other end of it. You know, it's it's been what two years now since yeah. you removed from it. Yeah. What's something if you could go back, you could tell Nelson before the show? Now that you've gone through it, you're like, man, I wish I had this little tidbit. It may have changed how I approach the show. Yeah, I think I think going back to the fact that. If you're in the middle, you're okay. Just kind of do your thing, cook your food, don't get it in your head. Um, things will be okay. Just cook with your heart and, you know, just showcase who you are. Basically, like, like uh, don't get on the teacher's radar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unless, you know, for 100%, you're going to be in the top. Yeah. And you beat everybody else. But, you know, there everyone else is fantastic chefs, and we, we all cook our hearts out in, in these crazy situations. Uh, so you don't know what's going to go on. 
Um, even when you think certain people, you could, you know, a dish that was better than them, but you know, it's, you're cooking for three people, sometimes four. Um, they decide you're not cooking for your mom or your wife or your friends, you know, you're cooking for three people who have different palates. And I should have told myself like, you know, we've been watching Top Chef for years, right? And we all should know that Padma loves spicy food. You know, it's part of her culture. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't think about, let me just spice things up more, you know? Mm-hmm. Could add a little more heat, could add some more pickles. It. Yeah. Like now, that's what I look back at. And I would have told myself that too. Just add some spice. No matter, Even if you don't like spicy food, just add the little heat. She'll love mm-hmm. it. Like cook for these people. Mm-hmm. Don't just cook for yourself or thinking what do other people like that you've cooked for before. Like you're cooking for these three judges. They make the decision. Know what they like. Go from there. So cook your food, but kind of some sometimes yeah. to these three judges. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like it's sort of- Tom, Tom loves mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's his favorite thing. But that because he loves mushrooms, you got to cook it right. Yeah. You know he steak, knows you're, mushrooms. You're gone. Yeah. yeah. Also, never cook risotto. As you guys see, risotto is always first, right? It's, yep. Yeah. We call it risotto. Risotto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It never really goes well. Yeah. It can't. Really go well. I've never seen anyone. It's always like, this is not risotto. This is to this. This is to yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Don't it's do supposed it. to be like this. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it is, too, that we we don't realize? is like sometimes the food is sitting there for a while. Yes. Because mm. you got all these chefs and they're yeah. tasting all this food. You're waiting. Your food is just there getting cold. And a special risotto is going to congeal, right? And yeah. Be nasty. But See, uh, someone's going to cook risotto. They got to, like, finish it at the table. Right? Yeah. And they're about yeah, to exactly. serve and just yeah. give it as exactly. soon as it's ready to go. Just give it right on the plate. Exactly. Right but that doesn't happen, man. No, it doesn't. <laughs> could, you, could you, in theory, be like, hey, I really need you to have mine first today? Like, <laughs> yeah. Could you, could you do that? Could you no, go, like, pull a producer's side and be like, hey, it's really important that I get mine first today? I'm doing a thing that needs to come out first. Please. <laughs> some, some people some people were trying, but no, they were like, no. Fuck you, but <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> uh, that's so Hollywood. And that happened to me. So we remember the dessert challenge on uh, the quick fires. Um, I forgot what what was the premise. But when Avishar won, he made the frozen bonbon. I made a yes. uh, amaretto bread pudding, and I was like, "I'm gonna make bread pudding. This is my thing. I'm pre. I call myself a master of bread pudding. That's how I got my wife. She tasted my bread pudding first time. Um, got awards for it." And I was so like, that was a one challenge, a quick fire, because I hate the quick fires. I'm not somebody who can go super quick. Mm-hmm. Plus, Brian, our kitchen was massive. So, you know, some heavy set guys like ourselves, we don't want to run in fucking miles while we're cooking. I got no, whatever's closest, <laughs> yeah. I'll cook. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Brian's cooking ice. And... Yeah. What do I got right here? Remote control. We're having that, sweetheart. <laughs> But yeah, they made the quick fire kitchen a lot larger because of COVID to give us more, you know, more space. So we're running far. That's why you guys saw us sweating so much. Yeah. You know, it was it was a big kitchen. Um, But that was the one challenge that gave us 45 minutes. uh, So it gave us longer time. And I was like, I know this from heart. I don't even need a recipe. I'm going to blow this out the water. I made a coconut foam. So I made it look like a biscuit. And the funny thing is they never showed me. They never showed Mm -hmm. my dish. Which they actually, oh, they, they no. actually liked, mm-hmm. and they actually liked. So I made it look like a biscuit, which is really cool. And inside of it was this like caramelized cashews, caramelized wow. banana. Wow. Uh, it was a talenti actually. And then I made this coconut mousse foam on top that was gorgeous. But because I was, they gave me like 
maybe eighth place or ninth place. So the thing melted by the time. Uh, so you got hot bread pudding, got cold foam. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? But that's You're the one time I was asking him, like, can I go first? Uh, I had this foam and everyone was asking because we had ice cream, we had foams, we got everything. Um, but it was like, by the time they got the dish, there's no foam. And I'm mentioning a damn foam oh, and there's man. no foam on the table. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they ruined it. Says it. Here so you you're have sitting a there foam. watching that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. You're sitting there watching your dish and you're like, okay, if they ate this immediately, would have been perfect. And now this whole dish has changed. Yeah. It just didn't look right. But it still looked beautiful, but they never showed it. And that's when I knew, like, okay, things are going to sit a lot longer than normal. Let me start thinking about things that yeah. can kind of hold, you know, wow. no more foams. Because that removes stuff from your repertoire. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, yeah. again, you have all these great ideas and you're like, I'm going to do it this way. But you're not thinking about the little details of a Filming. big production. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <sighs> when those right. quick fires, do you ever just like not know what you're doing? Like you're just like throwing a bunch of stuff together just because you don't have a lot of time. So you're <laughs> You're like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm just going to grab a bunch of things and maybe I'll make <laughs> sense out of it halfway through. Yeah, I started doing that more at the end. I was yeah. like, fuck this. I'm not doing well with these quick fires. <laughs> things together <laughs> and make it taste good and see what happens. Because when you start overthinking, you don't have much time. You yeah. know? And then the, the, the thing is, they show us the pantry, but it switches all the time. So you're expecting it to be a certain way. Oh. You're expecting plantains to be in a certain space, onions to be in a certain space. Next day, everything's moved around. So you're is that back. just to mess with you? Is that just to keep you oh, on yeah. your toes? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. So they hired a production assistant, and they go, hey, before tomorrow, we need you to move all of this to yeah. new places. <laughs> Basically. Wow. Let's take a picture for continuity and then fuck it all up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You um, Speaking of these quick fire, yeah, you mentioned it was a Talenti challenge. We love a commercial quick fire challenge mm-hmm. on on this yeah. show and you had back-to-back ones you had talenti and you had campbell soup do you are you guys yeah. excited when it's like when it's a commercial like when you know that it's ad placement it's like does it feel like a good challenge or does it feel like oh you got to sell talenti right now okay i'll make an ice cream <laughs> thing uh kind of as long as it's good stuff and it kind of reminds you of a childhood memory you know yeah. we all have eaten campbell so it was like cool to see that uh the talenti i love ice cream so i was happy to to have that um because we got to taste it first we got to taste so many different flavors try to get inspired and then do our thing so we a lot of us were just like oh man this is delicious like <laughs> new flavors what, we never had before yeah, yeah. that's what i do i'd be like oh yeah i'm really learning i'm trying to learn about what i want to do for this quick fire <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> all right um Let's just do one of our last segments. It's a segment we do every time we have someone from Top Chef. This is a specific Top Chef contestant uh, segment. And I hope that the uh, the rankings don't stay the same. <laughs> this is called Add Foam, Debone, or Send Home. This is where you, Chef Nelson, pick out of the three of us. Which one of us would you add foam to? Which one of us would you debone? And which one of us would you send home? <laughs> and that means whatever you think it means. Whatever, yes, you think whatever means. you <laughs> think okay. is right. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, let's go. D Bone Brian for sure. Mm-hmm. Got the most meat. Fantastic, fantastic <laughs> answer. Very good answer. <laughs> let's. Uh, yeah, Jamal, we're we're brothers already, so Kim's in the same community, so I'll add phone to you. Oh, thank you. Reed is unfortunately. Oh no. 
<laughs> Thank oh, you so much. That's perfectly fair, but that breaks the pattern. That breaks the pattern. <laughs> yes. Everyone who comes on this show sends me home. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> Every time. And I'm like, am I on Top Chef right now? I'm being sent home early. You know, we're, we're black brothers, man. We got to stick together. I think that's yeah. what we got to do is have more black contestants. Yeah, I need to get more. Yeah. Yeah. I hope Roscoe doesn't Maybe. send me home. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Finally, I'm still here. Someone else has been sent home. This is a big win. It feels nice, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a big win. It's yeah. a big win. And Reeves, you didn't you didn't cook anything last night, or you didn't remember? So yeah, send his ass home. That's yeah, there. that's yeah. Yeah. He cooked the pizza, so from scratch. Yeah. And I did Trader Joe's frozen food, and that you yeah. know I'm yeah. embarrassed by it in a bag. <laughs> but I did it in a bag. <laughs> that's where you got the bones. Yep, <laughs> so many calories, and not worth it too. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's what kills you. <laughs> Somebody didn't that's even what, taste good. That's what tips you over the edge. Like, hey, a heart attack. What's the last thing you had? Fucking Trader Joe's frozen cookie out of a bag. Poor son of a bitch. <laughs> Receipt is just on your coffin. <laughs> Everyone at your funeral can just see. Why was he eating this? That's a, it's my open casket. It's like yeah. me with the bowl. <laughs> yeah. And a bib. No, I'm never going to die. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I, I did want to ask one question. I know be conscious of your time. And when you opted out, when you weren't able to do Last Chance Kitchen because um, of your injury, did you have to go to Tom yourself and tell him you weren't going to do his game? Because mm-hmm. Tom's he, he does a bit of a jigsaw. Yeah. Like we, mm-hmm. we all know Tom treats Last Chance Kitchen like a bit of a saw. Yeah. And he is jigsaw. And did you have to tell him you weren't going to play his sick little twisted game? And how did he take that? <laughs> no, unfortunately, because I couldn't get up. I couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was no way of telling him, um, which would have been amazing for TV. There was yeah. yeah. Rolling with a wheelchair, right? And I was asking him to do that. I was like, just send me in there. I'll try to do my best maybe because, you know, I wanted to stick in and just mm-hmm. do my thing. But it was so damn painful. I just I couldn't do it. I had to opt out. I was like, again, thinking about my businesses and my wife and like. Because back in the days when we were younger, we're ambitious. We're like, no matter how much pain we're in, we just want to cook and do our thing and win. Um, but, you know, you get older, you got to think about other things in life, making sure that you're you're still going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I couldn't tell anybody in person. Isn't you know, it great that when you get older, you get to be a little bit more selfish, but the selfishness is also benefiting other people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's like the older you get, you're like, I wow. need to make a selfish choice here, but my wow. selfishness is actually benefiting a whole world of other people. That was fucking insightful, Jamal. Yeah, right? that's why yeah. I wasn't sent home. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you well, go. Uh, Nelson, this has been great. We want to thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything you want to plug before we, we get out of here? Of course, of course. Um, anybody, when you're in the Bay Area, come to Oakland, California. Come to Soda Mesa. Uh, it's my sexy cocktail bar. Uh, really doing great things there. That's culmination of my journey as a chef. Really showcasing my culture, uh, especially what I went through in Top Chef Season 18. And then Alamar Kitchen and Bar, family friendly. If you love seafood boils, you love oxtail, that's the place to go. It's fun. It's like the cheers of Oakland. Um, but you can follow me at Chef Nell, uh 4 on Instagram. Um, check out my website. You guys saw I finally have a website mm-hmm. after 23 years in business. Uh, <laughs> yes, Nelson, NelsonHerman.com. Uh, come right. check me out. We'd love to have somebody to cook for you all and do our thing. 
I'm going to be in San Francisco and the Bay Area next year. I'm going to try and get to one of your restaurants. Oh, yeah. Please do. Please do, boss. Do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. yeah. No. I, Make a reservation right now. Make, look, okay, tell, hold on. Yeah, hold on. Right now. Give him a date. Don't they'll break grab your you, promise. They'll grab oh. you a one top. Maybe you can sit right next to the right next to the kitchen. Uh-huh. I'd love to be in the chef's table in the back as my Netflix <laughs> crew is with me. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this was great. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, if Brian and Reeves, you don't have anything else, uh, other than that, we're going to pack our knives and go. This is fun. This is great, guys. You guys got something here. This is fun.